Hey, before we start this episode, Jen and I just want to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much. To all of you who have been listening. Would you do us a favor? If you have a moment, 30 seconds, would you mind going and starring, rating, and reviewing this podcast? Um, five stars would be great, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Um, here's why. That helps us to reach more people. It helps us when people are searching this podcast. So if you've been entertained or helped or we've made you smile or laugh or you're a, a regular listener of this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would rate it and review it and it help us get it out to more people. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Hey, if you hear on this... Sorry, did I not cheers you? <laughs> you know, you go cheers, babe, to me, and I just, like, move on. Just to cheers me, my um, love. During this podcast, if you hear a buzzsaw in the back, that is because Bzzz. it is summer, and our neighbors are remodeling their entire yard. It's like, awesome. Yeah, it actually looks amazing. It looks like they're building, like, some kind of garden. Well, we're at Coffee Talk Studios moved. We're in a new place. And so Coffee Talk Studios has moved, whereas in our old neighborhood, we didn't have many neighbors. And if we did, they never came out. We had some neighbors. They were very recluse. But these neighbors are getting it. So can you hear it? Listen, skill saw. There's nothing we can do about it because our studio isn't soundproof. So. Well, I'm actually really excited to see what they're building. They're building a garden. And I I mean, you could build me a garden. Like, oh my I God. would love an herb garden. Oh, babe. Really okay, can I just say this? And I don't want to offend any coffee talkers out there, but I feel like... If you build yourself a garden, you're like admitting that like you're getting old. No. Yes, we don't need a garden. I don't need a garden to survive. Fresh like well, basil and I milk. I will. I kind of go to agree. Whole Foods. I kind of agree. <laughs> you can make some great drinks with that. Okay. Go to Safeway. A little mint. A little go rosemary. to the local grocery store. Like building a garden is like you have time in life. To garden, unless it's like a hobby for you, unless you like love to like, I get like well, a hobby. I'm more Babe, like, you've never let's, garden. Let's plant it and let it just grow, and I'll kind of fertilize it, and then and get all the bugs and the pests yeah, and the insects I, I and the I, bunnies. All the gardeners the out possums. there, maybe give me some tips on yeah. the whole gardening thing. I, I would need some. What is happening? I would need some guidance. You want to be a gardener now? I don't want to be a gardener. I'd like to plant some flowers and some herbs. You own a flower company. That doesn't mean I have a full-on freaking garden. It's just I have a little bit of something, That's something. So judgy. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just, I never pictured us with like a garden where we grow our own food. It'd be beautiful. Yeah, I know. It, it, you know what it'll be? It'll just be a mess. It'll just be back there messy. And we'll never actually eat that food. <laughs> You're thinking of grandma's garden where like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like overgrown and no, gardening. not all gardens are overgrown. Like for all the listeners, I've seen some very beautiful gardens. Well yeah. done. Well manicured. Here's where I stand on the gardening thing. If it gives you peace and you're going, then fine. I am all for hobbies. Okay. I grill. I don't have, I don't have to grill. I could go get grilled meat somewhere else, but I grill because it's therapy to my soul. Babe, you are a fantastic griller. Can I just say? But I do it because it's therapy. You grilled therapy. some spicy chicken last night. I had four pieces. <laughs> four pieces, Yo, friends. Quarantine chowder. That's a lot of meat. Um, it That's doesn't matter lot. because today at 6 a.m. you guys were working out so loud <laughs> that it literally felt like that. the roof. I was downstairs. I filmed it. Go watch Go go watch it on Instagram right now. Like It was so loud. Our son, Caleb... I know. Even, yeah. I, I apologize. Caleb, if you're listening, I apologize. We woke him up at 8.30 with like jump roping up in the upper room. Try 7.30. Okay. Um, so anyways, 
here's to eating meat. And- well, here's to the middle of May, and we're still quarantining. Um, and I don't know if you're this feeling this way. I am so over this. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm ready to hug people. I'm ready to high five. I'm ready to go to. Um, can I just put both you and Vic the Soundcheck on blast? We went and did a, a meetup yesterday for <laughs> don't business. Tell. Don't tell. And you two straight hugged I did. the girl. You it both. Was actually, em- uh, I didn't even think about it. it was you embraced each other, you know all what? of you. I, I'm going to be that person. So watch out, people. If you don't want to be hugged, you need to be very clear with, like, you know, like your hands like stay away because i'm just my default is like i love you i'm gonna hug you and squeeze you and i'm just like that i'm just that person so okay i, I have a hard time with i the love what you're saying right now especially because you're wearing your bathrobe in coffee talk studios and my question is is simply this is that bathrobe like just an outer garment or is is it all that there's nothing there. Why don't you come over here and find out? I would love hey. to. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just make your way across the couch and so, find out? Are, this is a true bathroom moment right now. What? There's nothing There's nothing underneath. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. It's a good thing. It is a good thing this is not a video podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing Netflix wasn't here tonight. <laughs> Pick the are you scarred? she's got the same stuff you know what i mean i love you man i love you thank you gracias mis amigos this is pg-13 uh podcast (laughs) no that was our oh that was our okay (laughs) (laughs) oh man hey let's just call it this has been my favorite podcast so far do it again all right um okay um here's what i wanted to do today babe if we could potentially i was thinking about um our new neighbors we just moved to um, just not far from where we lived, a couple miles down the road. Still here in Kirkland, Kirkland, Washington. But our new neighbors are unbelievable, in fact. And I, I don't think I've ever... They're extraordinary. They are the kindest. Kindest. Most welcoming people. Welcoming. And it dawned on us Welcoming. Yeah, welcoming. <laughs> That's not a word. Most welcoming. Most welcoming. <laughs> um, it dawned on us that... We have been jaded oh. by our neighbors over the year that we kind of automatically assume that the neighbors are just going to be the greatest challenge that God has ever presented us. But yes. not the case. Tell tell the listeners like what's been happening. Oh, We've like, been here for two weeks. I was here for not even 24 hours, right? It's literally the next morning. We moved in on a Thursday evening, Friday morning. We've seen maybe half of the street by that time. And at first you're kind of... I was personally, can I just say, I was personally convicted because my stance towards neighbors have been so jaded over the last Even though the years. Bible says love yes. thy neighbor. Well, I didn't realize it. I, my, my, they were coming over, saying hi, introducing themselves. And you know how like some people can be overly kind of nosy, friendly. Like, yeah, yeah. Th- there's, a, there's like a fine line of a neighboring. Like, oh, like, hi, you, you guys neighbors. are moving in. Oh, how many yeah. kids do you have? Oh, is that your car? Oh, is it is it electric? Oh, you know, like, yeah, that's what I assume <laughs> yeah. neighbors are going to do. So oh. I, I, my default was like, oh, no, like everyone's going to be in our business you, and want to know everything. Yeah. I was, and then I was like surprised by people's interaction. Irene next so door, kind. is it Irene or Iris? Um, Irene. Irene. She's like, so good to have you. Yes. Glad you're here. We have a book club. 
And she I was invites like, me to her book club. Book club. <clears throat> and, yeah. And I'm I'm not one to go to book clubs. But after the by no. the time she was done talking about her book club and how sincere and authentic she was, I was like, I'm coming to your book she's club. She's walking by the other day and she's like, Hi Billy, good to see you. And I'm like, Oh, hi. And I'm like, I didn't want to say her name because I don't know if it was Iris or Irene. And again, I'm just thinking like, eh, what's she picking in our windows? What's and no, she's like it's nice. like, so this is the kind of neighborhood we have. Um, we have a tech stream going. And if someone needs anything and they don't want to run to the store, like they just put on that. She's like, cookies, so for right now, I'm going over cookies. to Amanda's and I'm getting some tortillas. <laughs> I was like. She was literally going to Amanda's <laughs> to go get tortillas. I was like, what? That's real? Vic, the sound chick, is like, dude, let them know I need some vodka. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the truth is, is that I looked at you and go, there's something wrong with me. Like, I, I am like straight up. Not- Tell them about the COVID carolers. Okay. The next day. Next day. It's seven o'clock in the evening. It's Friday evening. Yes, we're it is. chilling. We're exhausted. We see a family standing in front of our door. And here's what our whole family does. Serenity, Lil Ren Ren, our son Caleb, Vic, we're all like, oh God, can we close the blinds? Like we're like, why are they standing in front of our door? What are they doing? Little, it was a little weird. We're we like, what know are they what doing? Happening. Which that is modern day back in like the 60s, when people knocked on your door, you're like, ooh, guests, yes. company. Yes. Yo, now we like turn off the lights. Everyone's like, no one make a noise. No, <laughs> you're so dramatic. No, it's true. Like, no, maybe they'll go away. <laughs> they don't know we're here. So we were literally, but we couldn't move because they could see through our window. Well, they, this is the thing. They were holding books open, like a choir. A big choir book. And it was the three of them. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, I saw the day before, that night before, they someone was caroling down the road. And I was like, maybe someone was We thought sick. it was like their birthday. Or it was their birthday. Yeah. It was like a is like what are those telegram things that people can pay or whatever? So I was just like, oh my God, they're they're at our front door now. So we walk out and they begin We're like, hi. And they're like, hi, we just want to welcome you to the neighborhood. I'm Bob. This is Missy, and this is our son Jojo. You know, I don't know what their names were. And <laughs> At first, and they're like, so what we've been doing is we've been COVID caroling. Every night we choose a new house, and typically we'd bring you cookies, but because of coronavirus, you can't, but we owe you some cookies, which I was like. I, it was actually really sweet. I thought it was so sweet. here was my first default was to be like embarrassed for them. But then it dawned on me, they weren't embarrassed They were not all. embarrassed. They were just like, and then they began to sing a show tune. Their son was about 16. Busy to bop, 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 the rovers, hey, hey, we are here and you to stay. And then we just, I mean, two minutes into it, I'm like, this is great. Like These guys are great. They owned it. I they know. sang their part. So they got done. We clapped. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, Encore. Amazing. You know, like. It was amazing. And it dawned on us as we shut the door and walked in. I'm like, dude, we, we're jaded neighbors. Very jaded. We are jaded. I, I, I sincerely needed to like ask for forgiveness or something. Like I was just like, I have been jaded. And, and, and then we started talking about why. I've been, we've been so jaded. Another couple was walking by the other day and they're like, you moving in? And we're like, and I'm like, yeah, hi. They're like, woo, new neighbors. And I was like, hi. <laughs> like, they're so excited. We're there. Like, okay. So can we talk and about. And the mom with her twins walks down and gives me flowers. Her two Daisies. twin little girls. They hand me, they hand me little sunflowers. And I'm like, Jen. Jen, because I'm scared. I'm scared of neighbors. And I'm like, Jen, people are here. And you come out. And then they're just the the kindest, kindest most normal. And she's like, have you joined the book club? And I was like, wait, is book club like secret code? Are we, is this a cult? Are people generally kind? And (laughs) that's so right. Okay. But can we do this? And on today's episode, kind of relive why we didn't think it was real and kind of low key still don't. Because of the neighbors we've experienced over the last 15 years in Seattle, 
Um, and we could talk about that. And then how do you deal with these types of people? So I'll never forget, we moved from Atlanta, Georgia and Seattle. just for all the listeners, we're from the South. So I was very used to people being extremely friendly. Like that's just, you have people in your home, you bring food when people are sick, you, you just, you show kindness all the time. Seattleites, once you get to know them, they are kind, but until then they don't, they're not very okay. kind. Initially. I agree with you. And everyone who's listened, whatever coast you're on here's, I've lived on all the coasts, right? Yeah. South, East coast, West coast, been in the middle, Chicago. So I will, here's how I kind of, here's how I kind of summarize it. In Georgia, the South, Texas, Florida, people like you walking down the street, complete strangers will smile at you and say hi. You'll say hi back. You might even start up a random conversation. That is real. That and I'm like, so how real. you doing? Well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How's your day? What's your name? Like, it's just everyone's just very, very friendly and accommodating. And it's just the culture. Um, on the East Coast, like Baltimore and in Chicago, if I'm walking down the street and I look at someone, Literally, this is how I grew up. They'd be like, do you have a problem, man? Do you have a problem? What are you staring at? And I'd be like, what are you staring at? Like that was, it was just very confrontational. Don't look at me. Do you have a problem? Are you looking at my girlfriend? Like, no, man, my eyes just crossed. You wow. know, you're, and then, but here's what I found in the West Coast, Seattle. It's like this, it's this reserved, like non-acknowledging. So we literally had neighbors where we were like, hi. And they just kind of look at you and then look away. They're not mean. They're not like, who are you saying hi to? You got a problem? No, yeah. they're just, but they kind of just ignore you. Like, don't want, don't want to, like, I mean, we remember, Vic, you remember this, uh -huh. we, where we worked, which is a great place to work. You walk down the hallways and you'd be like, hi. And they just kind of look. And like, they're shocked that you said hi to them. They're not mean, but they just kind of stay to themselves, right? Like, it's so true. So, so real. When we first moved to Seattle, our first house, I'll never forget, we moved in, nice neighborhood. It was in Mill Creek. And people who live in Washington know what I'm talking about. It was in Mill Creek. And I'll never forget day two, a dude walks over. I wasn't there. God, I wish I had been. Knocks on your our door. Uh -huh. You come to it. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm John over here. Live, I'm one of the neighbors, right? And you're like, hi, nice to meet you, right? And he's like, yeah, I uh, just want to let you know, I noticed you had some curtains hanging in your window up there. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're just getting unpacked. It had literally been two days. I think we put curtains up just to like yeah, there's no blinds Privacy, in this home. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, so it's kind of a HOA thing. You have to have blinds. You can't hang curtains. So everyone has to have blinds. Wow. That was his introduction. Which now when I think about it, inside of a home, there's no such thing as an HOA. You, yeah. It's your home. You can do what you like with your home. Like that just doesn't think make so. any I sense. I think so. I think actually HOA, that's why we I'm hate them. Like maybe. they can tell you your yard, your, like you can't, you know. Yeah. And I get it because maybe people And they were hang, like dark brown curtains. And so it probably looked We've tacky. had neighbors who put newspapers in the windows and you're like, yeah. that's not helping the property values. But, totally. Right. So I think that's what he was doing. But that was how we were greeted. That, that. The very first weekend Our we moved Our first in. entrance into Seattle. I was just shocked that she, he came over to tell me to take down my curtains. You take down your curtains? I was like, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think I did actually go talk to him. I can't remember. Sometimes, man, I just lose myself. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> you have blinds? You want to give me some blinds? Until then. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> I have to stop where's, myself. Where's Dr. Molly <laughs> when you need her? We moved to another house like three years later, right? Yep. And the, the lady next door... At first, was kind of like, hey, so it was it was a three story kind of like duplex though. So like we shared a wall. Totally. It was a three thousand foot duplex, which I've never seen anything like that. But it was three stories. You're connected to another house, but it was very large. And so she was she came over and kind of let us know that she could hear us through the wall or something like that. But then it dawned on her that we were pastors at the church where she attended, which she was a sweet lady. But then that began absolute like every time we'd come home 
this sweet lady would just be like, hi, 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 and want to talk. She'd come over. She brought cookies, right? And if I don't, I don't know if this lady listens to our podcast. If she does, she was very sweet. But as a neighbor, it was kind of like, I'll never forget once I took Serenity to school and I was in my boxers. Okay, for, wait, wait. first And when all, I came home to try and get out. That's on you. I came home to try and get out of the car. She was there and she was in her car. And I knew she was waiting for me to get out because she wanted to talk to me. But I didn't want to let her know that I'm in my boxers. So I'm like sitting there and I'm waiting for her. And she's sitting there and she's waiting for me. And I'm trying not to make eye contact. And I'm like, I'm going to have to get out and show her the glory. But I don't know how to get out and show her the glory. So what I did is I went to climb over the seat, right? So I'm climbing over the seat to get all, out on the other side. Yeah, it was because we were late. We were running late. So I, I'm trying to get out the other seat, and as I do, the key, the keys in my pocket, and it hits panic. And so now I'm giving her a full moon through the other window, and it's going brand, 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 And so I get out the passenger side, clearly trying to avoid her, and I run into the garage, and she still saw my boxers, and then okay. I shut the garage. Yeah. So I mean, I was a, I was held captive in my own home. Let me ask you this. When people are somewhat overbearing, which is what I kind of felt like those first two neighbors were, they were kind of overbearing. Like they're kind of all up in your business, kind of always kind of like, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Like how, babe, how do you, how do you handle people that are overbearing? Like what's one of the ways? I don't know. I think you're really good at it. I would ask you the question. How would you handle someone who's overbearing? Calm resistance. Here's what I mean. I don't think you should let overbearing people or constantly like in your business up on it. I don't think you should let them bully you in a way, you know, or like, you know what I'm saying? But I, so I think you have to resist, but overbearing people, in my personal opinion, don't respond to you being overbearing back to them. It just turns into, it just turns into quite a fight, right? So it's like this calm, no. And then I would also say this, we learned this years ago. Someone said, how do you deal with a narcissist? Which narcissist people can be very overbearing, right? Extremely. They like deal with the facts. Don't ever deal with feelings because narcissists, they jump on feelings like deal with facts. Like say stuff like, no, that's not true. No, that's not what happened. No, that's not what we're going to do. No, that's not what I meant. Like, you know what I'm saying? And calm. You almost sound, you almost like hearing myself do that right now. I feel like I'm sound like, you know, patronizing, but with an overbearing person, that's kind of what it is. It's just this calm resistance like hey oh well, I, I really appreciate it but you know what it's not i don't think it's like oh okay okay it's not it's not succumbing to it it's like oh you know what i i really appreciate that but you know what here's what i'm gonna do and no i actually know we're not gonna do that that's not how it's gonna go down and thank you very much you know like that kind of yes. stuff don't you agree 100 percent. i think with an overbearing narcissist person um is just to be very black and white matter of fact this is the this is the reality. This is uh, what it's going to be. This is what it's not going to be. You have to be, have you have to have clear boundaries. And I think even with a neighbor who is overbearing, um, I've found that I've just been try- I've tried initially to just speak very overly friendly and kind, and they don't they don't get it or like you know be kind of clear on like I gotta go now or kind of like I'm grabbing my bag to like leave or like you know like doing things to to basically give a hint like I've got to go. I gotta stop the talking or whatever it is. But you literally have to just say what it is. You have to be very clear on, I, I actually have to go upstairs now. I remember this neighborhood. I actually have to go upstairs yeah. now and check on my kids and prepare dinner. So nice to talk with you. Let's pick this conversation up uh, back up tomorrow. It literally had to come down to that kind of conversation. And, and, and she was like, oh, okay, we'll talk to you tomorrow. 
And she and it was great. Right. It was great. You kind of just have to state it what it is. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been talking with neighbors and you okay, we have had not even just neighbors, sometimes we've had guests over to the house. And they don't know they don't know the cues of when to leave. You know what I'm talking about? Like totally. The social <laughs> cues, like, hey, it's 1030. Yeah, yeah. Since like five. everyone's gone. Yeah. Everyone else has left. We've like done dishes. We've cleaned up the house. And I'm not talking like some of our close friends are like, wait, was that us? No. Like if we're close friends, you know. Yeah. But there's like there's but a point. you haven't extended over, it. You haven't yeah. been like, hey, can I get you another drink? Hey, you want to go stop by the bonfire? We've kind of been like wrapping it up. And they still Kids don't have leave. Gone to bed. I have literally been in those situations where you have been like, well. I'm going to bed, and you go upstairs and if leave me. If that doesn't me. get their attention, I don't know what. And else it's not will. just like a dude; it's like a dude and his and his wife or his girlfriend. And I'm like, what am I? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should go to sleep too. And they're like, and they still don't get it. We literally had a couple. I was just like, hey, like you could lock the door on your way out. I've got to go to bed. I've got an early meeting in the morning, and it's like ten thirty. Which and- the- no, it was later than ten thirty. Dear God, are babe, you're sick. So, babe, you're getting old. I am. You go to bed at ten thirty. You want to? You want to? You want to plant a garden? Yep. There's nothing else to do. The only thing that has kept you young is the fact that you're wearing that robe. But there's nothing underneath. Okay. <laughs> Show it again. But you okay. know, the, but we've had every home we've lived in, which we've we've been renting since we've lived in Seattle, which has caused us to live in quite a few homes in the last thirteen years. Oh, okay. Every neighborhood, except for this one. We have had very challenging neighbors and okay. unfriendly neighbors. Let's so- talk about Rude because the next house we moved into was Bellevue. It was a high-rise condo. Yep. And we experienced the rudest neighbors. And so I want to – well, I'm going to tell the story, and I want to – how do we deal with rude people? So we walk in. The next day, we 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 – we move in to a condo. We're on the 24th floor. We move in. It's like, like 11 boxes, in the morning. Furniture. Yeah. yeah. It was like All from day. 11 to like 6 p.m. There's a notice on our door the next morning. It's taped to our door, an envelope. It's official from the condo, condominium over. And they're like, there's been a complaint. I open it up. There's official complaint, complaint, complaint. noise complaint. And and what they cited, they're like, you're going to be fined $150 because of noise complaint. And I'm like, what the heck? And, it, and here's what it was. Increased foot traffic. That was the complaint. And I lost my <laughs> mind. I'm like, I moved in yeah there were movers there was 15 people we moved in and the next day i get 150 dollars fine for increased well it was potential yeah your third strike you're out so that was the first the next day i come up and i see this old grumpy man with his ear to our door and i'm like can i help you he's like oh the, the noise is very loud i'm like what noise there was no noise i can hear the music i'm like there's i'm like sir i'm standing right here what music do you hear i couldn't even hear music he just leaves and goes down. And then we get another notice the next day. So I have two. to go before a hearing, like a hearing to And the third one these. was because of water overpouring, I think, our patio. I watered a plant. It rained. And it, yeah. We watered a plant and some of the water dripped down onto their patio. Yep. And, and we got a notice within rudest, two hours. Like, rudest. And we'd see them in the, like, um, we'd see them in the um, elevator. And they wouldn't even look at us. And we'd be like, hi, nice to meet you. We went down there to try and talk to them, remember? Yeah, you tried to bring them flowers. You brought them flowers? Yeah, I did. They didn't want to have anything to I do with it? I introduced myself. I was very kind. I was just like, hey, I'm one of your neighbors. I'm so sorry. There was, you know, a lot of noise. We moved in. We, you know, now we've been here for a few days. There was water that overflowed. It was a, it was a total mistake. I'm so sorry. They wouldn't open the door. Right. She opened it an inch to barely look out and listen. And, yes. I, and I said, here's some flowers. Just wanted to say hi. Left them at her doorstep. She closed the door. Yes. 
and never said a word. So rude. When I go to this hearing in front of like their HOA board, he's literally like greeting them all like, hey, Bob. Hey, Jim. Oh, they're all like buddies. They're all friends. And I'm the one dude. And he has a file. And he's, he's I've lived there for two weeks. And he's like, he's <laughs> filing. hearing. Like, he had no, that was his purpose in life. So we our daughter is, just say our this, daughter was eight. She gets on an elevator and the lady goes, hi, sweetie. Do you live in so-and-so apartment or condo? And she's like, yes. And she's like, do you like to dance? And she goes, um, I don't know what you mean. She's like, do you like to dance? Because I hear a lot of jumping and dancing about up there. <laughs> I wanted to. I'm like, you're so rude. Okay. Okay. I, can I just say, we had a hearing and they were going to fine us $150 and we we contested it. Is that the word? Oh, I yeah. did. And I was like freaking, I was like a lawyer can I just presenting say, my you case. Were, like they, they, so they stated their case for literally 20 minutes. Uh-huh. I could not believe this was happening. I was like, I have never been in a situation like did, this. Was someone murdered? Was there aggravated I, there assault? Was, there was four people, a girl with us who actually leased the, uh, the apartment to us that represented us. We had to bring witnesses. We had to bring a witness. <laughs> These and, people got nothing better to do in life. You let him talk for 20 minutes. I was so impressed with you. You just looked at him with respect in your face and your demeanor. Oh, and when he was done. It wasn't respect in my heart. You took him so good verbally. <laughs> like, no, but not me. Open your robe again. But, but not me. <laughs> you, so good. You, you literally laid down. You like killed him with kindness. You were just like, just for the and facts. facts. And facts. I did know. And by the, the time you were done, the other two board members looked at you and us, looked at him. Within a week his friends, of time, his friends, they dismissed the entire thing. Case closed. closed. I was like, you are in the wrong profession. You should have been a lawyer. You should have been Man, a lawyer. we'd make a lot more money. That was so impressive, babe. Um, so there's you... why we are jaded, okay, friends? Like, Oh, that's only the I think when, when we had a street full of neighbors come to our front door and were so kind, I was overwhelmed by it in the best way possible, but also convicted because my heart was already judging them before I even knew them. Hey, what's the best way to handle rude people in life? Oh, it's such a good question. I mean... I think we've encountered a lot of rude people. I think for me personally, I think if you can just be, like you said, calm and kind back over and over and over again. I mean, we just encountered a a lady with our moving truck issue and she was just rude the entire time. I think at the end of the day. We named her Karen. At the end of the day, I think you just have to continue. Like you said, I think you said earlier, you you have to like, there's something else going on in their life. Um, There's a reason behind the rudeness. That's the key, I think. And this is what I want to be better at. When people are rude, I just have to, I kind of play this game in mind. Like, you know what? I don't know what they're going through. Like this, this elderly couple that was so rude. Maybe they lost their kids. Who maybe, knows, right? Yeah. Maybe it Maybe death. they've been burglarized like 10 times. Maybe, I mean, I just don't know their story. So I think the way to deal with rude people is like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to hold you to it. There's got to be more going on in your life. I'm just going to kind of like, okay. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to, I'm going to stay kind. I'm not going to jump down and fight you down on that level of just rudeness. Okay, moving on. We moved to another house and this is okay. And I love this house we moved to, but this was entitlement. And I will never forget, we have a bonfire pit. It's enclosed. It's very nice. I spent a decent amount of money on it, but we burn, we burn real wood because I love the smell of wood. In our backyard. Burn, yeah. yeah. So completely safe. We have a like, fenced-in backyard. backyard like big. it's not This was the other house we lived in. on anybody. We moved again. We keep moving. And we have this <laughs> enclosed. Like it's graded. It has a top on it. It's very big. It's I mean, it's a professional bonfire pit. Right. We're doing a bonfire on a spring day. 
in the evening, eight o'clock ish. And then all of a sudden, this fire engine comes coming through the neighborhood, and we're like, "Whoa, there's a fire!" I go out <laughs> to realize they're coming to our house, and the fire department comes to our house because neighbors complained that we were having a fire. And I was like, "Sir," and they come back, look at it. I'm like, "Sir, I'm not. Am I doing anything wrong?" First of all, I respect firefighters so immensely, and I was like, "I am so sorry that you're being called over to my yeah, house." Really cool. They, they were, were super cool. They're like, they you're really not breaking were. any laws. They're like, this is very safe. We're looking at your whole setup. Like, I had sand in the bottom of this pit. It's completely enclosed. The firefighters were like, this is awesome. They were like, setup. we'd love to join you. They're like, but because they complained, you have to put it out. You have to put it out. I'm like, how is that? What's the rights? They're like, well, it can it can come into like an air pollution thing, or, or you know, it's the quality of air. So we had to put it out. I put it out in front of them. I'm like, thank you. All. And we thank asked you. them, like, can we bu- can we do it again? They're like, yeah, you can. Someone might complain. We may have to come back out. Right. If you get a certain amount of complaints, then you have to be suspended. Then so, the city, yeah. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Three times. Three the times. The fire department was called our house in the course of a year and a half. Three times. Our neighbors, I, I one time went out there and like got loud in my yard. I'm like, can we have a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> can can you show yourself? And Do you want to come talk? over and join like, us? Can I pour you a drink? <laughs> can we just have a conversation? <laughs> like it was entitlement. Like yeah. people are like, I mean, it's just, and that was a neighborhood. Like those people then talk to us. People, I brought cookies. You wave. They I don't wave back. I brought cookies to a neighbor at that, I'm like, that, that I'm sorry. And I and I ring the doorbell. I saw them through the the glass. They went skirting, running across the hallway. I could hear it. I knocked again. No one came to the door. Finally, after about, I don't know, you know, a minute and a half, I don't want to be a creepy neighbor. I just set the plate of cookies wrapped on their doorstep. You know, and I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. And then I get to this neighborhood and everybody is so kind. We had a bunch of friends over at that other neighborhood and you had a, like a girl's night and there was, I don't know, there may have been 35 women, right? But we had a big house. We had a big yard and you're having fun. And it was not, it was like 9 p.m. So you started like at six. It was like 9 p.m. Who shows up? Police officers, <laughs> right? We've had the police called to our homes multiple Babe. times. And uh, the poli- Common denominator. I, I think Big. so. Like, I don't think there is. I think I no. think so though. Like we're but just even the police officers would come in and be like, people. they'd look, they'd be like, hey, you guys are doing fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You seem like great people. We wish we could stay and be a part of your party. Like we're not drinking, getting drunk, breaking <laughs> things. We're not playing music loud outside. We're just enjoying life. What's wrong with thy neighbors? <laughs> Love thy neighbors, babe. Love thy neighbors. Remember the one day. Okay, this was another house we lived in. We lived in a high-rise. We had moved high-rises. We're in a high-rise. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Seahawks are about to win. I hear. We I have mean, we're one cheering. other family We have over. friends over. So uh, it was just like one other family besides our family. Exactly. And and, and a friend. So, we okay, we yep. probably had about 15 people. But, I mean, we had a big space. Well, because our family's 10. There yeah. is this slamming on my door. I mean, like, violent. And I'm like, what the heck? I go running to the door. I'm scared. Open up. It's the neighbor. He's like, how dare you? You are so loud. He is screaming, full-on berating me. Well, I go into, like, good neighbor mode. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't believe it. I will call the police. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm so sorry. We were cheering. Every time there was a touchdown, we were like, yeah. I shut the door. Right, so that we were like, I shut the door, I walk back, I kind of explain to everyone what happened, and then it hits me. I'm like, oh heck no! And I go, I go, friend Colby Jones, don't, don't. He comes with me. Thank God, he comes to rescue you. He's like, Billy, don't do it. And I go over and I knock on this man's door. I walk the hallway because we're in a condo, and he opens the door. I'm like, how 
dare you? And he's just looking at me. I'm like, you come slamming on my door. You scare my guests and my family. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Do you realize what day it is? It's Super Bowl Sunday. It is the biggest sports day in the history of America. And you're getting mad at me because we're cheering on the Seahawks. Are you American? You know, are you a human? Are you from Seattle? Oh, my God. Come to find out, this man was the president of the HOA. Oh, God. He was. We just had a problem. He apologized. Colby kept me calm. And he's like, well, I'm sorry. My grandkids are sleeping. I'm like, I'm sorry. You could have said he that. Was, like, he was legitimately a sorry he we was. never got a notice. Like he was actually like, "You're right, you're Babe, right." How do we handle entitled people? How do you handle entitled people? Like, it's the hardest thing for me in the whole I world. Don't. I think from my experience, and I think that's my answer. I walk away from my experience. I just don't. I just walk away. Yeah, I'm like, that, you know what? You probably your personality should walk away. But I, I mean, like, <laughs> we lived. Okay. It's true. We lived in in a, a beautiful high rise for four and a half, five years, and. I did encounter a, quite a lot of entitled people. And you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that comes from insecurity. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from just a lack of self-awareness and some other things. And I have found even with multiple women that I encountered that are very just kind of snooty, maybe and entitled towards me, I would just be confidently myself and friendly with them. And I remember even in the elevator rides I would have going down and up, um, it's so easy just not to look them in the eye and not say anything. Does it work to call out entitled people? Do you no, think? because when you're entitled, you're only going to be offended by that. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's just like you, you just kind of be yourself and be kind. And people who are entitled. So your you, solution you for all of this is just down. be kind. I, mean, I really do. Maybe that's right. And I think, Man, but you know, so you don't hard, have to be though. kind and let people walk all over you. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. I think there's strength with kindness, like that you have to have with entitled people, with narcissistic people, with demanding people, rude and people, rude people. And and I think what happens is, is that shows through enough. The people start letting their guard down. And I, and I've met people who come off entitled. By the time you get to know them, they're no longer that way, and their demeanor changes towards you. And so I think people who are entitled, they have a trust issue. They don't. They've had something. There's this this standoffish mentality, right? Like this yeah, maybe you're right. kind of attitude. I just kind of always believe the worst about entitled people. But okay, so now we live in this new neighborhood. We've been here for two weeks. The people are so kind, I'm almost embarrassed for them. Like, which I realize is my issue. These are just kind people. Yeah. Um, Very certainly, they're, we're going to find out that they're not perfect. I know that. But and I, I for either. the first time, maybe in the last 14 years, I said to you, when this quarantine lifts, yes. we're throwing a block party. I'm invite all these kind neighbors to our house, and we're going to feed them. And you were like, "You're a changed man." I was like, like I do that with our friends. Like I, but like neighbors, typically it's like, dude, the neighbors are all up in our business. Now I'm like, dude, or being a rude. Or- come on over, neighbor. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I wanted. This is the last group of people. How do you handle people that are embarrassing or awkward? Which is what I have kind of felt like with the COVID carolers. The sweet family down the road that caroled us for five minutes with a show tune on the sidewalk in front of our house that third night we moved in at 7 p.m. I get at first I was embarrassed, but then it dawned on me they're not embarrassed. So then I was like, you know what? This is amazing. How do you when we have friends, people that kind of embarrass us or are awkward, how do you how do you handle that? I I absolutely love awkward moments. I love awkward moments. <laughs> you do. I love awkward Why? people because People who are awkward, if you just like embrace them in their awkwardness and you come in flooding with your own strength of confidence and security, 
in seconds, it, it changes the atmosphere. That's kind of true. And I love that. You do that. You embrace them. When people are awkward or kind of embarrassing, you just like so accept them and embrace them so quick. And that is always proven. You know what I think too? When I'm dealing with the people that maybe are, like if I have friends that are embarrassing me because they're they're awkward or they're just embarrassed. Like we all have family members like uncle, uncle so-and-so. What I've kind of learned to do to kind of is ask them questions. I'm like, hey, so, because I'm kind of feeling embarrassed because they're doing embarrassing things. I was almost like, hey, so, instead of like saying, would you stop doing that? Because I've come to find people that are kind of embarrassing, when you do that, they're, it really wounds them, right? Like it hurts them, like, because they didn't actually, they're not embarrassed because they don't know what they're doing is embarrassing. Right. So asking questions like, hey, have you ever thought like maybe, or hey, what, why do you do this? Or what were you thinking? And I've just found like conversations, uh, many times they come to their own conclusion that maybe it's like, embarrassing you know honestly you know the carolers i think that they have a passion for music and song and singing that's what we asked them too. and and they that's what we asked them we're like how long have you been singing do you guys do this as a part-time thing do you and and they begin to talk about themselves yeah. and they begin to talk about their passion for the opera or the passion for the they show actually thing. sang really well and, and i'm and then what happens is is it becomes less awkward for the whole thing because you begin to understand their story, where they're coming from. And I, and I think just the the tip of the day for me with awkward people is just embrace the moment and be comfortable in your own skin. And even if someone is legitimately insecure or very awkward and they feel and know that they are, if you embrace them and be confident with your confidence, they become very secure in the moment. Like I've just yeah. noticed time and time again, it works. Oh, it yeah. really works. Well, man, memory lane, huh? Well, I'm so <laughs> glad that we live in a neighborhood now. Um, in the immortal words of Mr. Rogers, please won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> hey, cheers. Thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. Cheers, neighbors. neighbors. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Mm-hmm.